next 15 minutes or so, I'm really delighted to be chatting with dark pop singer-songwriter who's based in the UK, Jason Kwan. And we're going to hear all about his latest single, which was just released this week, and it's called Deja Vu. Welcome back on the program, Jason. It's great to speak to you today. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. Thanks for having me back, Noreen. It's really nice to, yeah, be airing in Hong Kong. (laughs) Absolutely. Now, uh, well, I I should say good morning to our listeners, but good middle of the night for you. You've really stayed up for for our listeners today. So thank you so much. What time is it right now for you? So it's 2.37. But honestly, it's been a really nice evening. My mom actually flew over. Um, I did a headline show in London uh, yesterday. And she stayed up playing Mahjong with me, my partner and my housemates. So it's been very cute and they've just left. So it didn't, doesn't feel that early. It just feels like a normal <laughs> uh, Thursday evening into Friday. Yeah, well, it's great to have you on the show. And I should say, actually, the last time I had you on the program, it was the one, two, three show. We've since switched the program, but same, I'm still the one hosting it. For some of our listeners who may not, who may not have tuned in in the last um, interview, Let's go back a little bit. You have a great story. You are a Hong Konger Mm. and you moved to the UK when you were just 14 years old on your own. Take us back to when you decided to sort of study music and and take us back through that that journey. What what happened? Yeah, so um, I'm a pure Hong Konger. I grew up in Hong Kong uh, and when I was 14, I got a music scholarship to go study in the UK. And so I studied classical, piano, double bass, um, jazz, and also studied operatic singing. Um, and it was a great opportunity because I, you know, I've always been singing. I've always been a musician. I've always r- written music as a child. So for me to be able to have the opportunity to come over and kind of do that more was amazing. Um, and even though I was in the UK, I was often in Hong Kong. So I still spent most of my summers and my Easter breaks in Hong Kong. And actually this um, EP that I'm releasing this year is very much about that journey of growing up in Hong Kong and then coming to the UK. So as much as I live in the UK now, I'm still very much a Hong Konger in heart. Yeah, so when you write your music, when, when, when you come up with, you, with your songs, what sorts of influences do you have? What sorts of things inspire you to create? Uh, so much. I. You know, I grew up on Leslie Chung, as a lot of people did, and Anita Mui. And for me, it's how they delivered stories. And I write indie pop music, um, but I write very lyrical music. So I really like to weave in a lot of imagery. And that comes from, like, my love of Japanese city pop from the 80s and also my love of, like, Western pop music, where it combines this gorgeous feeling of nostalgia um, and yearning and longing, but kind of weaves it into a beautiful color even. So it's kind of nice to now be writing my own stuff and blend in my past of, you know, growing up in Hong Kong as a teenager and then also growing up in London and in Kent as well in the UK. So it's been quite exciting to be able to sing these songs on stage. Yeah. Well, it's not just only the music, but also the music, uh, the, the, the videos as well. Your music videos, I, it really is f- shot in such a cinematic way. Uh, talk us through sort of the collaboration. Do you sort of come up with, with, with the moves and, you know, how, how is that storyboard sort of put together? Yeah. So I always like to think, you know, what's one interpretation of the song and how, how did I intend it? And so for my new single, Deja Vu, which came out uh, two days ago, I wanted to capture this feeling of rebellion. I wanted to capture this feeling of me in Hong Kong, sneaking out of my house at two in the morning to go hang out with my friends and just run around Pottinger Street and Sheng Wan and just have a good time, right? And like find ourselves. Uh, and also, as you know, as 
you know, 17, 18 year olds, my first time kind of experiencing love and, you know, falling in love for the first time. And so I really want to capture those types of moments. And I came up with this concept of like three friends slash lovers who are just running around having a really wholesome, good time. Um, but I worked with Darius Shu, who's an amazing, um, director who lives in London as well. And we're both, um, kind of obsessed with Wong Kar Wai. Uh, I mean, who isn't? Yeah. And so we took a lot of the kind of cinematic influence from, you know, in the mood for love and stuff like that. And we brought it to a queer contemporary space. It was like, how would we interpret a Wong Kar Wai, um, film and light it in our music video just to give that feeling of, you know, cinematic grandness. Absolutely. When you write your, your, your music and you write your songs, do you treat it like a bit of poetry? You know, how do the lyrics come, come freely to you and how, do you revise them? I mean, what, what's that process like for you when you write your own songs? It really depends. So this EP, um, so the debut EP is called Deja Vu and the first song is the title song Deja Vu. And I wrote it with Michelangelo.mp3, who's an incredible producer uh, based in East London. And um, we usually just like come up with a concept or an idea and we just scratch down lyrics. Um, like, you know, the first verse of Deja Vu, I rewrote a few times and I actually rewrote it over a few months because I couldn't quite capture that feeling um, of like re-experiencing first love. And so um, usually I go back and revise things, but I do love sitting down at the piano and just giving a really raw, whatever comes out of my mouth performance. But a lot of editing goes in to make it feel uh, a bit more timeless and not too personal to one story that I'm telling. I want it to feel a bit more universal. Yeah. Do you ever get that sort of writer's block or singing block? And what do you do to combat that? Or do you sort of sit and just let it come, you know, let it come rolling through? I get writer's block all the time. I think lyrics, um, good lyrics are really hard to do, I think, uh, especially lyrics which don't talk from just like, I did this and I did that. You know, I try to weave in a story, but I think going to live gigs is the most inspiring thing for me. I love watching people sing, people play instruments, and I love watching a crowd react to um, kind of art being made on stage. I think that has been the most inspiring thing because that always triggers something in me as an audience member. And so if I have a block, I usually go do something creative, like go to an art gallery or go to a show or watch a musical um, or even go on YouTube and watch past performances of you know artists I uh, really revere. Yeah. Now I've got the song Deja Vu queued up, but I, I also want our listeners to sort of get to know what you've been up to since the last time mm. we spoke. The last time you spoke, uh, you came on the show, we talked about your singles Rituals and mm. uh, you've also been uh, performing at Glastonbury. What else have you been yeah. up to? Um, so yeah, Glastonbury was really amazing and I got to sing Ritual there, which um, will be on the EP as well. Uh, I think I said an exclusive, um, but I got to do some really amazing things. I got to open for uh, an, a really incredible uh, queer East Asian pop singer called Rina Sawayama, who has taken over the world by storm. Yeah, and we, we play you know, songs um, here too. Amazing, yeah. as you should. Um, <laughs> and she wanted to work with The Bit and Peach, which is a pan-Asian queer collective that I'm part of. And we put together a show for her album launch party for Hold the Girl. And I got to perform ritual before she came on to do her set. And she's a type of artist who is just very uplifting to the communities that she's part of. And so I think that was a really amazing opportunity for me. Uh, I also got to open for another amazing pop uh, artist called Medicine at the Lexington. And it's just kind of like, and I guess in that time, I've also written this debut EP. So after Ritual, I started writing more songs. And now I have my first ever EP ready to release 
this year in 2024. Congratulations. What's it like? What's that feeling like to have, you know, a complete set of songs ready for the EP? And were there some songs that perhaps didn't make it to the EP? And how do you sort of go about curating the album? Because that itself is sort of like um, going to an art gallery and just seeing the different work being presented. It, it's sort of a, a bit like that. How do you go about to inclu- uh, knowing which songs to include and which songs t- to think, oh, maybe they're not so ready yet and they'll just have to, you know, wait <laughs> and be shelved for now? I think I think the way Michelangelo and I work is um, if something feels right and feels good, we keep going with it. If something doesn't feel so good, we try to break it down and see what are the good parts. So for example, if there's a verse that's great, but the chorus is not so good, we would take the verse and do something else with it. Uh, I think with this EP, everything kind of fell quite naturally into place. We wanted to write a pop, an indie pop EP. And I feel like every track covers a different type of pop genre. And so it's quite nice uh, for us to have just explored our love for pop music and do um, kind of different versions of what we love to hear. Uh, but all of the all of the songs revolve around the themes of kind of longing and yearning and first loves and queer awakenings. And I really delve into a lot of um, nostalgic memories of things that I might have felt were really dark in my past. But actually looking back, it was actually amazing that I even got to experience anything like that. Um, so, you know, like having your heart broken for the first time might feel like the world's ended, but you look back and you're like, but I was in love. Isn't that kind of amazing? And so I think the songs kind of have both that light and darkness to it. Yeah, and representation matters so much. Just for you to be able mm. to voice out those feelings, I'm sure your fans and, and you know, um, people in the queer space will also resonate with, I mean, a heartbreak is a heartbreak. I think it, you know, transcends um, anyone <laughs> yeah. and, and, and any label. But at the same time, it must be so refreshing for them to just hear, you know, your voice, to be able to voice out their feelings and emotions also. What sorts of feedback ha- have you received? Uh, I mean, I mean, I hope so. I think representation is so important and the more different types of stories we can hear, the better. And I'm only telling, you know, my side of my experience as a queer East Asian person living in the UK. Um, but the response has been really good. I think the main thing that I heard a lot is that people haven't really felt non-binary stories and Asian stories being represented in mainstream pop culture. Um, and so for me to be able to sing quite authentically and even my music videos portray love connections that are different from what you might see commercially, I think that itself is quite fun just to provide something new to the landscape. Um, but for me, like live performance is, is my favorite part of what I do. And for me to be able to connect with an audience and tell them stories and hear their stories back has always been how I've navigated my career, no matter how small the gig Uh, And no matter how many people turn up, my favorite part is like sharing stories and seeing what they went through as well. Yeah, I really hope you get to come back to Hong Kong very soon. Uh, You know, the pandemic is (laughs) over, less restrictions. So we look forward to Mm. having you uh, in Hong Kong. Before we hear the track, let's hear what's in the pipeline. So what projects have you got uh, on the go? Uh, What will you be up to this coming new year? Yeah, so Deja Vu is the lead single of my debut EP, and I'm going to be dropping this debut EP this summer, so keep your eyes peeled. And I will be dropping two singles um, before the EP comes out. And next Wednesday, on the 28th, you're going to see the premiere of the Deja Vu music video shot in the Wong Kar Wai style. So I hope you enjoy it, and you can find it on my YouTube Vivo channel as well. Excellent. Well, Jason, remind our listeners once again, how can we find out more about you and your work? Have you got a website and your social media as well? 
Yeah, so everything is at Jason Kwan Music. That's K W A N. You can find me on Instagram, TikTok, on my website, on YouTube, um, on all social media, really. I'm quite good at posting and making content. Um, so, yeah, if you'd like to follow my journey, I do a lot of videos about, you know, how I came to the, how I prepared for the performance or like how I wrote some, a song. Uh, I also do a lot of photo shoots and things like that, too. So, if you just want some, you know, makeup y fashion, type content i also do provide a lot of that but i'd love for you to join the ride uh and it's just always great to speak to my kind of hong kong audience and i can't wait to be back to perform as well excellent well jason it's always always such a pleasure to have you on the program thank you so much for your time today and i look forward to having you back on the next time and meanwhile for our facebook uh, listeners and also for our, 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 our listeners uh, right now we're about to hear uh, jason kwan's uh, new single deja vu thank you so much Thank you so much, Irene.